How's it going? I'm Spencer, and welcome to This and Chat, the interview podcast with fun and offbeat questions. My guest this week is one half of the wide boys, Pete Whitaker. Pete is not only a great climber, but also a dandorth and fun guy, and I know you'll enjoy my interview with him. So sit back and get ready to learn something new about Pete Whitaker. Thanks, Pete, for joining us today. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Cheers for having me on. Pete, can you just tell us, a, well, maybe a couple of the people watching who aren't really familiar with crack climbing, what kind of like defines it and makes it kind of different than uh, normal climbing, I guess? Uh, so I think the thing that defines crack climbing from normal climbing is that you're trying to fill the space within the rock rather than hold on the rock, if that makes sense. So you're like putting your hands, your fingers, your arms, your legs, you know, whatever it might be into the crack and turning and twisting them in, in kind of weird and wonderful ways you could say whereas more on uh, normal climbing what, what you might class as normal climbing you would be like holding with your fingertips or or with the palms of your hands so i think that's the real difference you're using all your body parts in all different weird and wonderful ways not holding on the rock holding in the rock is really unique if no one has seen it go check out wide boys You'll see some unbelievable stuff. It looks it looks crazy. All right, Pete. So you grew up in the Peak District and a lot of uh, grit stone growing up, a lot of like rolling hills. And I guess, can you just like tell us a little bit about growing up in that environment? Kind of maybe like what kind of kid you were and like that kind of thing. Yeah. So Peak District is basically uh, a national park. So how you would class a, you know, okay. a national park over mm-hmm. in, in the States or whatever. And for me, I actually grew up in a little village with in the Peak District. I actually live in Sheffield now, which is just on the edge of Peak, okay. on the edge of the Peak District. But I grew up, you know, 45 minutes away in, in a little village. I think for me, growing up, I was always, mm, I mean, my parents were sort of always like outdoory type people, you know, and um, so I was, I think I was always shown or, you know, put in front of being outdoors and being in the hills, climbing and seconding on, on the grit stone. Yeah. And these types of things. Yeah. That's my childhood. Is there one thing do you think that kind of drew you more towards uh, the, the climbing aspect? Because I think I remember uh, hearing in one of your interviews, like your parents are like into mountain biking and like, you know, why wouldn't you like kind of go down that path, I guess? Yeah, my parents are into mountain biking, but they've only been into that more in recent times, I would say. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I mean, as a kid, I was into lots of different things, lots of different active things. And I mean, even like uh, sort of more creative things like art and making stuff and, and things like that. But I've always, I think as a person, I've always been like the type of person that like focuses really hard on something and even though now I'm focusing on climbing, I always mm. say that it could have potentially been, you know, where my focus went, it could have potentially been any of these other things. I think it just so happened that I was probably best or best within these activities at climbing. So I, I was better at climbing than I was at swimming or football or uh, drawing or art or piano or whatever, or, you know, like the, these different things that, I kind of did. I was better at climbing, and I think being better at something that automatically draws you towards that thing. Um, so naturally, I just kind of was guided towards climbing in that sense. And then when you do something more, you you kind of get better at it, and it's like that snowballing effect. And then all these other like interests started dropping away, and that's where 
that's how I ended up climbing, basically. So, yeah. Pete, I'm curious, uh, were you ever, you, you mentioned you played football, but were you really into big, into team sports? I've spoken to some other climbers, and it really sounds like their personality is not for team sports. So, I don't know, is what about yourself? Yeah, it's an interesting one, actually, because I know a lot of climbers who just hate that whole, like, you know, <laughs> football and you know, mm-hmm. all, all the team kind of sports thing. But for me, yeah, I was I was really into it, and I was really into, like, any sport apart from rugby because I was always really small and I used to get like (laughs) absolutely smashed Um, (laughs) but I yeah and it's like watching any sport as well you know I I just love it I'll watch anything you know I'll watch climbing I'll watch football swimming golf cricket tennis I'll just watch it all I just love it anything (laughs) I I think it's all good so and and I enjoyed playing all, all those things as well if I was given the opportunity to you know whack a golf ball with a golf club I'd mm. give it a go <laughs> all right so Pete you kind of just mentioned well I've heard before and you mentioned it uh in our in the interview just before this that you were at some point in your life really into table tennis so what's the background behind that I don't really picture the UK as a big uh table tennis kind of <laughs> place so I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say like re- really into table tennis like I okay uh like I was in a club or or anything mm-hmm. like that I just got okay I just got really into playing it with some friends for okay, okay. For, a, for a couple of years. And it's like, with, like, like I was just mentioning with any sport, I just really enjoy playing sport and being competitive and like working, working hard, getting, getting sweat. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't say I was like any sort of master at table tennis. I just got into it for a few years and enjoyed it. Are there any other things that, you're passionate about uh, outside of climbing and outside of maybe like physical activity yeah so i got probably not so much anymore because i uh, i've kind of been limited on on a little bit of uh time i could say because my time's been taken up with other stuff but a few years ago i got quite into uh drawing so okay i got quite into like yeah art and drawing and i guess that sort of like creative thing has like i, I don't really do much of, or i don't do any of that anymore mm-hmm. but i think that whole being creative and being a little bit artistic has kind of moved into video editing a little bit because I started um, a YouTube channel doing the white boys YouTube channel and I think like editing films and putting them together I mean it's not like I'm very good at it and I've just been learning as I've been going along but I feel like I can be a little bit artistic and creative within that process so I think outside of climbing I definitely have that sort of, yeah, like passion for being artistic, you could say. And I think from drawing, it's moved into, in more recent years, you know, well, in more recent months, I should say, in the last 10 months, it's moved into more video editing and creating little films and stuff like that. And I just, I, I really enjoy it, just like putting these clips together and making fun little things for people to watch. And aside from that, um, I also have the the kind of wide boys business as well. Um, and that takes up, yeah, a, a lot of my time and effort outside of climbing and training it's definitely not a a physical activity running a business so (laughs) (laughs) but i'd say that those are the two things doing the business and being like creative in some kind of way so kind of related to that uh, in the sense of creativity uh, is there any artist or band that you would recommend people check out doesn't have to be super obscure band which i've really enjoyed in recent years has been a band called bicep and they do sort of what would you class it as i'm not very good at genres of music yeah bicep there you go people can go and check it out (laughs) (laughs) all right will do all right pete this is probably my favorite question to ask my guests 
Do you remember the first album you ever bought? Oh, the first album I ever bought. I think it was probably like Robbie Williams or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, 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 I, when I was about 11 or 12 or something. Kind of a different spin on a question, but if you could teach anyone to climb, so let's just say crack climbing, mm-hmm. and it, you don't have to necessarily choose a climber, who would you like to teach climbing or introduce climbing to? Oh, just anybody. Anybody mm. in the world. I mean, I've done a lot of teaching of, of crack climbing in, in recent years, but I always thought it'd be fun to be able to teach somebody who's really strong in another sport. I don't think I've ever taught anybody who's actually like a real top performer in, in a different sport aside from climbing, because I, I feel like they could bring some, some good elements into it. Maybe like the like gymnasts or parkour people. Or somebody like, you know, you know, some of those bunch, I think they would have, they have like amazing strength and sort of agility and ability. Uh, And then if you showed them the technique, I think, and they, and they sort of mastered it, I think they would make really good climbers. So it would be interesting to see, I think. Sorry, that wasn't really a person, but that was a group. Oh no, that's okay. That's a good (laughs) answer. (laughs) I can just imagine uh, you taking like a basketball player, like someone who's like over six, six, and they have massive hands and they're just like jamming their hand into something. And yeah, it's like yeah. supposed to be an author with, but it's actually just their fist or yeah. something like that. They'd, they'd be amazing, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd, they'd be really good. Yeah. Just get somebody with massive fists on like a <laughs> on like a cam, a cam 5 crack or something. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, Pete. So you seem like such a positive guy. You're always laughing. But are there things in this world or like, are there any like small things that kind of annoy you? Oh, if like, um, if like somebody comes over and they make a cup of tea. And they leave the tea bags in the sink. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a small thing that annoys me a little bit. You know, because it's like a bin. So why don't you just put them in the bin? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how small you're meaning. That's the one thing I can think of. Uh, no, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't get raged by it, you know. It just kind of uh, puzzles me why why you wouldn't put it straight in the bin. Why you would put it in the sink. Maybe there's a reasonable answer <laughs> for this. I don't know. Maybe somebody can... Uh, no, that's that's definitely one of those things where it's just like the person was lazy. It, there's there's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's somebody was just, they didn't want to do it, so they're just like, someone else will deal with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know that you said uh, before you kind of like started doing climbing more full-time, I know you were doing it up to, I guess, a couple of years ago. You were kind of like an uh, arborist, right? Like a tree surgeon. I was, yeah. And how did you get into that? Uh, was it kind of just your love of the outdoors and you're just like, oh, I can climb something as well? <laughs> that kind of thing when i finished sixth form at 18 okay. like school basically mm-hmm. i was just sort of thinking oh like what should i do next and it was kind of basically what you said i was just thinking oh I, you know i really like the outdoors i get to be active mm-hmm. i get to go climbing it's kind of a, <laughs> in a way it kind of felt like a like a safe job to get into mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of tree surgery uh, work in sheffield um and i just thought yeah it looks like good fun so i kind of just I, w- I did a course and uh, that's, that's where that started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, Completely yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I did it for about, I did it from the age of 18 basically to 26 or 7. Yeah. So, okay, so a good chunk there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was quite old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, good, a good fair time, eight, eight years or something, nine years. Uh, do you remember what you wanted to be as a kid? definitely didn't really have oh no i remember like um there's somebody who used to do some you know some like subcontracting outdoor work at okay. where, where my uh, mum worked 
but he <laughs> as a profession was a, a stuntman like for, <laughs> yeah. for like uh, films and stuff uh, mm-hmm. so as like a very young kid i always thought oh that'd be really fun to be to be able to do that but then as i as i grew up and you know i got into like teenage years and like i, I sort of when i looked into it a bit more i realized that it wasn't really for me and i had to do a lot of other things which didn't really interest me so much to be able to go down that route i never i never went down that route that was like a <laughs> that was like a very early thought in the sort of you know like eight nine ten years old or something if you could visit one time period in the past yeah what time period would that be oh time period in the past i think maybe before humans because yeah that's like a, a really long time ago we sort of like know about humans and mm-hmm. like how they lived and all that kind of stuff but going way 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 back before then then i think that would be pretty cool to see you know like dinosaurs and before that and actually see what the oh yeah the world was like at, at that point i would go way back if i could yeah all right pete we're gonna switch pace a bit we're gonna do some like less in-depth questions but if you want to elaborate feel free yeah what's your favorite sports team favorite sports team well i used to watch football a lot as mm-hmm. a kid and my uh, dad and my family i guess uh, support burnley uh, oh, so okay. I'm a Burnley supporter. Cats or dogs? Cats or do- dogs, because I'm allergic to cats. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Spring or fall or autumn? Ooh, uh, spring and oh, spring or autumn? Ooh, uh, I'd go autumn. M and M's or Smarties? I believe you have Smarties in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would go. I would go M and M's because there's more choice. You know, you can have a ch- chocolate filled one or a nut filled one. Do they do any other filled? There's more choice anyway, isn't there? And the bigger. Oh yes. What are your favorite documentaries? Ooh, favorite documentary. Mm-hmm. In in uh, recent times, me and my girlfriend have been watching a lot of uh, crime documentaries, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we recently uh, watched the Making a Murderer series. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I, I, found, I found that, like, pretty interesting and interesting and sad. And, yeah, like, yeah, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Do you prefer an adventurous or relaxing vacation? Uh, adventurous, definitely. What is your go-to snack at a corner store? At a corner store? It's probably just like a chocolate bar, to be honest. I'm not sure which one. Either a chocolate bar or like a bag of bag of little... If it, actually, like if I'm on a long drive somewhere and I just stop at the petrol station, for example, mm. I usually buy like a, a bag of fruit gums or fruit pastels or something like that. So you could, okay. yeah, you could say that's more like car snack. Favorite childhood television show? Probably like The Simpsons. What's the most fun climb you've done? So it doesn't have to be the most memorable, but just the one that was just really enjoyable to do. I think the most enjoyable climbs are probably they're probably ones that are a bit more fresh in my memory, so more recent ones. In recent years, I've enjoyed climbing on this cliff called Sharag, which is this big, like eight eight to nine hundred meter wall in Norway, and I've climbed it a few times. It's like twenty to twenty eight pitches, let's say. And you climb it in a day because the climbing is relatively easy, but it's just nice to be able to move and cover that much ground within a day, I think. Favorite climbing move? Favorite climbing move? Yes. Uh, heel hooking. Favorite training exercise? I mean, I think one of my favorite places to train is probably Tom's Cellar. Uh, <laughs> That's but fair. It's, but it's not really an exercise, is it? That's mm-hmm. just like sort of generic crack climbing. I mean, if I... Sounds really boring, but if it has to be one specific exercise, I actually, I actually quite like fingerboarding. Well, maybe just because I've been doing it quite a lot recently because of there's been lots of mm-hmm. lockdowns and staying at home, so I've just been hanging off a fingerboard. 
Um, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, do you remember your first pair of uh, climbing shoes? First pair of climbing shoes. I think they were probably some Boreal climbing shoes. I'm not sure what make they were, though. But yeah, That's I'm okay. pretty, pretty sure they're Boreal. Uh, would you rather increase your your one arm pull up max by one or add five seconds to your front lever? I'd rather increase my one arm pull up max rep. I think it has a bit more benefit. What song best describes your climbing style? Something like funky, you know, a bit of a, with a bit of a... Mm-hmm. a bit of a funky beat because um or maybe that's just the type of music that i like <laughs> i'm not sure but I'm, I'm I'm not really like i wouldn't class myself as a really strong climber i would class okay. myself as using like techniques and tricks mm-hmm. and a bit of like funkiness to get me up so something like a bit funky yeah we'll go all right i can't think right. of, i can't think of anything in particular but you met Tom, I guess, when you're around Tom Randall when you're about eighteen. Uh, sorry, sixteen when you're just climbing at his gym. And I heard the story was he noticed you because you kept on breaking the beta, his intended beta, because he's a uh, root setter at a uh, gym. And then you know the the friendship kind of just blossomed from there. Uh, do you ever think about uh, where you might be if you never met Tom? Do you think you would have gone uh, in the direction you went in? Maybe uh, where things might have gone differently? Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, before I met Tom, I was uh, I was actually already really into sort of trad climbing and pushing okay. that side of things. So I feel like I would have certainly carried on in that direction. And I think where my interest lies, I'm sort of that kind of adventurous type of climbing. So I feel like I. I would have got into the big walling side of things because my, my mm-hmm. first time big walling was actually with Tom as well. But I feel okay. like I would have gone in that direction. But I think the only thing which I have pushed more, which I probably wouldn't have pushed as much potentially, is the crack climbing, which okay. kind, of, kind of seems yeah like obvious. But I think the crack climbing, we've both sort of pushed each other in a way with that. And then it's like rolled and snowballed. Yeah, I think the crack climbing has been sort of like a, a joint thing which we've we've pushed together but then I've, I've always been into like the trad climbing and i think i would have moved into that big walling and adventurous type of climbing as well even if i hadn't met tom i would say all right so this is a question i'm just curious about i'm a big advocate of using tape but i see when you tape up for crack climbing i'm just wondering how quickly do you go through a roll of tape is it only good for like one or two sessions um that's a lot of tape <laughs> yeah so you can you can reuse the tape gloves. So when you when okay. you tape your hands, if you're doing it in a specific way, then mm-hmm. uh, you can take it off and then you can reuse the tape gloves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you don't have to use like massive amounts of tape all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would definitely say I have consumed a lot of tape in my life. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, yeah, in, in my climbing in my climbing life. It's just something that you end up going through quite a lot of more than other climbers, you know, being a crack climber, I would say. But it's good to it's good to be able to reuse the gloves. Yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah. sounds like it will save a lot of time and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So Pete, you have a really uh I think you've just mentioned before this this idea that in your in your mind you like the challenge. You like having things be tough and kind of like not quitting. So obviously that's helped you in your climbing career propelling you to the level that you are at the moment is there like an origin of where this mindset kind of came from where you're just like that kind of kid who is kind of like stubborn and it's like i'm not going to give up yeah i've always been i guess i've always been one to i feel like it's doing the best i can in a situation or at a thing okay. so i always feel a bit disappointed in myself if 
uh, I haven't done the best job of something that that I can do. Uh, and I remember that at school as well, you know, like doing work or mm-hmm. doing homework or doing exams, whatever it was. Like, even if it was something I didn't really enjoy, you know, like nobody enjoys exams. But if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't give it like my best, I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be disappointed in myself. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. And I think I kind of apply that to whatever I'm doing, whether it's climbing or making little films or doing the business, like the things that I'm doing at the moment. If I haven't given it my best, then I'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> All right. So Pete, obviously with the Olympics coming up and climbing being, uh, the, being the first year that climbing will be an event, so obviously it's going to probably gain a bit more popularity, even more so uh, in the next few years. So where do you hope the sport goes in uh, the next let's just say five years where do i hope it goes yeah i mean hopefully it'll just get more popular um more people will get psyched for it and it just i mean you can already see when you go to the climbing gym that there's people down there who are using the climbing and and the climbing space instead of going to the gym you know they're using it as you know instead of going to the fitness gym and they're using climbing as a means of fitness and i think that's really good you know, and if climbing can grow and um, people can get into it and using it as a way to stay healthy, then I think that's that's really good. Yeah, I think it's good that it's a, a growing sport and it's good to be within that growing sport as it continues to go, I think. All right, Pete. So my question for you right now is why should we all try crack? Why climbing? should you? <laughs> <laughs> why to be clear for everyone else. Yeah, why, why should you all try crack climbing? Um I think because it is, it's a very technical aspect of climbing. So I think a lot of people see it as maybe a bit of pain and suffering, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe when they see it from, from the outset. But I think what people don't quite realize is there's a lot of technique to it. And when you learn that te- technique and master that technique, then it actually something that was really difficult and maybe potentially painful becomes actually very enjoyable and quite easy as well yeah i think people would enjoy that process of learning from scratch and then being able to see some some good progression yeah so pete is there anything you'd like to do or achieve in your lifetime and it does not have to be limited to uh the realm of climbing i feel like there's new things all the time i don't really have one Mm -hmm. one specific thing it's usually like the things that i'm doing but i definitely don't have like one big goal of like you know Mm-hmm. I need to do this. I need to <laughs> achieve this. I think, you know, just keep keep myself happy and keep the people around me happy. And yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are there any words you try to live by? Not really. I'm not really one of those sort of people, I don't think. Or maybe just like how you, how you, how you best try to, how can you sum up how you try to live your life? Yeah, how do I try to live my life? I, t- I, guess, I guess like I try and stay happy. Mm-hmm. it's not always possible definitely not i'm not always happy <laughs> um that's <laughs> like a really difficult thing to do i think but yeah and try and i think like trying to stay busy as well trying to stay busy okay. and keeping your mind and body occupied yeah i think that sort of you know gets you through the days and keeps you going that's how i try right. that's how i try to live <laughs> yeah keeping occupied placement of this question is going to be totally random because it's we we're kind of just talking about some deeper questions but it just kind of came back to my mind because i'm uh, i just remembered this interview you did it was an interview where someone was like asking you about the states and you mm-hmm. said something about oh i really like 
the fact that there are so many different pop tart flavors in the states oh, yeah. relative to the UK. I just thought that was hilarious, Pete. Can you just like, as a person who doesn't really eat pop tarts, what what really drives you towards the pop tart? <laughs> just in the UK, not just the US ones. <laughs> well, well, we don't we don't really. I'm not sure if we even have them in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. So it's like a it's like a US thing. And it's, I feel like, I remember the first time I went to the US, I was just introduced them to them by Tom. For some reason, he okay. like he, he had this thing of Pop-Tarts and we, we had to get some Pop-Tarts the first time I went. And then it just became this thing, really. And then over the years, we've just been trying different flavors and then we've just narrowed it down to the flavors that we like. And so, yeah, that's the whole Pop, that's the Pop-Tart story. Are you a big sweets person? Uh, I love treats and cake and uh, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Anything sweet. I'm definitely sweets. You're more mm. a dessert person. Will you like eat yeah. any dessert? Basically, Pete? yeah, yeah. I love desserts. Desserts are good. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm basically like the the treats and cake and desserts person rather than the coffee and wine person. Let's say I don't really drink alcohol. Mm. I don't. I don't drink coffee. But I just love treats. All right, Pete. Uh, can we? Can you just let us all know where we can find you on the internet, social media, and that kind of thing? Yeah, so my Instagram, Facebook names are uh, Pete Whitaker zero one, um, and then like all the wide boys stuff is uh, is wide underscore boys, and like sort of where I, I post my um, uh, longer form content and videos uh, on YouTube. That's like under the wide boys name. So yeah, Pete Whitaker zero one or wide boys. Thanks again to Pete for joining me for the interview. Make sure to check out Pete on Instagram and check out the Wide Boys on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening and please make sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts today. I'm Spencer and I'll catch you on the next episode of This and Chat.